Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Tate. It's episode 52. As every magician knows, anything that is the number 52 is obviously important because that number is burned into our brain. I thought instead of doing an all-card episode, I'd do something a little bit different. You see, I wanted to look at the future of magic. Last year, we at the P3 Magic Theater played host to the youngest creator we've ever put on film. Her trick isn't out yet, but she just made her very first appearance on national television when she appeared on Penn & Teller Try This at Home 2. Amanda Nepo is a clever young creator who performs very creative magic on Instagram and YouTube. Before we talk to her, Nick Lacapo stops into the studios to discuss Daniel Chard's Delete. And before that, we're kicking off this episode with Matt Stanley via Skype on Desert Island Magic Books. Matt Stanley, thanks so much for joining me here on the Penguin Magic Podcast for Desert Island Magic Books. Let's say you wash up on a desert island with one magic book. What is that magic book? Oh, man. Uh, I, I would say that just an all-time favorite would be Totally Out of Control by Chris Kenner. What a good um, I, book. I just, yeah, fantastic read and just some, you know, definitely some awesome stuff in that book. It and, is, And Chris Chris is a great guy, too. So. He, he really is a great guy. And I, I remember the first time I came across that book, it was, it was really phenomenal because I got halfway through and I didn't realize that it, like, flips upside down and then you've got to, like, read it backwards. Right, right. It's so cool. <laughs> and it's uh, it's almost subversive in a way because there's a lot of uh, like jokes throughout it and weird cartoons. And it's like it's one of the few magic books that's got really great tricks in it, but is also like fun to read. Absolutely. Yeah, he's, he did a he did an awesome job with it. And it's like you get halfway through. It's like, oh, is it all of a sudden in a different language? No, upside down. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's flip it over. <laughs> He, uh, so I had him on the podcast, and he said that the first time they tried to print that book, they were printing it with like laser printers and stuff. It took like days to print one copy. It was ridiculous. Oh yeah, because the way that it's going to be printed with half upside down, you have one opening that's going to have one upside down and one not. Yeah, that's interesting. Is there are there any tricks in the book that you are currently uh, using in your act, be it your wonderful stage act that you do in cruise ships or your stroll around close up stuff? I use a lot of his stuff in, in strolling. Um, I mean, the, the three fly, three fly, the, uh, menage a trois is, is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hellbound is great. Uh, that, there are just, you know, so many hidden gems in that book. And, um, I think know, a, a lot know. of people know three fly, but for those of our listeners who don't know, can you briefly describe Hellbound? Uh, Hellbound is kind of like a, it's a spellbound type thing, but it's, uh, uses a different grip. Um, so you go, uh, you, you do the spellbound change, but you immediately are set up to go back to it because of the way that, uh, you clip. I don't know how much, you know, detail as far as, yeah, we don't want to uh, give it away cause it's, uh, right. cause I think, uh, Kaufman is, has republished it cause there's actually two versions. If people don't know, there's the original, the, the first edition printing, which is just, uh, uh, totally out of control, and then there's a reprint that Kaufman did that in that in the middle of it has four issues of Magic Man Examiner, which was the zine he put out with Homer Leewag. Okay, I'm not aware of that because I have I have just the uh, the original first you know edition print of it, so oh, I didn't you, even know that they re-released it. They did, and if you can get your hands on it, it's well worth it because Magic Man Examiner was uh, where like Four Coins and a Filipino. Uh, was first published, which is which is the original publishing of Homer Leewag's Coin One. Okay, it's All a, right. it's very cool. What what do you th- what would you say is your favorite trick in uh, in Totally Out of Control? 
I mean, just just the the work on on the three fly on the menage a trois is, is just great. I mean, there are some definitely some subtleties that he does in there that um, you know have definitely become a part of my three fly uh, routine. I you know I don't do it generally in in most cases. I I don't do it things exactly the way that. Uh, they're printed and that kind of thing. So there were definitely a lot of influences into that that I applied to my my three fly. Um, well, totally. Those, please continue. Ahead, sorry. sorry. No, no, no. Sorry. No, no, we're no. we're I'm doing sorry. a lot of these interviews over the phone now, so I'm unfortunately interrupting people a lot. Uh, but uh, I all I was going to say was that uh, Totally Out of Control is a fantastic book, whether you're on a desert island or not. And uh, I I really appreciate you bringing that book up because it's definitely one of my uh, like top five favorite books. Uh, Matt Stanley, thanks so much for joining us here on the Penguin Magic Podcast. And actually, uh, we've got just a couple of minutes left. You just uh, released uh, something for people who are interested in learning more magic on your website. Can you tell us briefly about that before we go? Sure, sure. Yeah, I uh, I, I released. Uh, it's just called Learn Magic with. Matt Stanley, and it's a uh, just video of kind of a combination of things for either beginner, intermediate magicians, people that want to learn how to do some magic. And I have some cool stuff that is mostly done with uh, things you can find around your house. And then I do include a couple of uh, sneaky gimmicks in there that uh, come with the package. So, oh, very cool. Uh, and people can find this on your website. Uh, yeah, my my website, or it's also linked through my Facebook page. Fantastic. Thanks so much for joining us here. We'll see you next time. Thanks to Matt Stanley for joining me on the show. If you want to hear my conversation with Chris Kenner, jump back to episode 32, where we talk all about Totally Out of Control, as well as the Magic Man Examiner. Now, on to the main event. Amanda Nepo is the youngest creator to ever work with Penguin Magic on a release. We taped this interview right after she finished filming with us. This is one of the earlier podcast interviews I conducted and was waiting to put this out until her trick is released, which is a fabulous trick if I do say so myself. I think this interview is important to listen to because we don't often hear from young people in magic. The world of magic is a very different place from when I was first getting interested, and hearing the perspective of young people can help us to understand how we as elders in the community can do better. Amanda is a rising star in this world, and from her excellent sleight of hand to innovative gimmicks she is creating, she is a youngster whose career I will follow closely. And now you get to join our conversation. Amanda, thanks for sitting down with me. This is really cool. Uh, we just finished filming your tutorial for Gum and Get Me, That was, which is an amazing trick. I think yeah. I'd have to check this out, but you might actually be the youngest penguin creator we've ever had. Oh, really? I'd have to double check that <laughs> because you're 14, right? Yeah. How did you get into magic? Because that's because um, like I know how I got into magic, but that was like twenty years ago. <laughs> like I don't know how kids your age are getting into magic these days. Uh, mostly YouTube. So like I don't know. I think in third or fourth grade, I was just bored and like I remembered some magic or something. So mm-hmm. I searched up how to do a magic trick, and it was like a very simple one. I showed it to like my family, and they thought it was cool. So I was like, let's learn some more. Wh- learn some more. What uh, was the trick? It was some simple card trick. Okay. So, like, yeah, every time if you search up, like, on YouTube how to do a magic trick, it's usually, like, some crappy card trick or something. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyways, so for a while, I literally only YouTube. So mm-hmm. um, I followed Jay Sankey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay's great. Yeah. I saw Chris Ramsey. He doesn't really teach anymore, but yeah. I saw him, again, mm-hmm. mostly Jay Sankey had a lot of awesome stuff on YouTube. Like, literally, yeah. some of it I still perform today. Really? Yeah. Like, what What of Jay's stuff do you still perform today? 
because um, I because I still do some of Jay's stuff and like I learned a bunch of Jay Sankey stuff like yeah. a decade ago and I still use it. But what are you what are you learning? So again, uh, for actually uh, some other cards that I performed for the gum trick before, mm-hmm. uh, there's this one where I go back in time. Yeah, and it's like pretty much a triumph. Oh, like when we were we were doing we were yeah. filming like uh, in the field performances with that's you. Jay Sankey and actually like for me I usually try to like make my own style on performance but I've been yeah. doing that for so long it's literally like because when you start you're like you'll just do it exactly how he does it yeah it's almost exactly how he does it so it's fine one of the pet peeves of mine but like I still do it because it's like such an amazing trick how long um, have you been doing magic for a little less than five years and you've all and it's five years and you, you've already like nailed that like you know your own you want to do your own style you don't want to perform like somebody <laughs> else's that's really cool because it's like there's some like adult magicians i know who no, are just like do people stuff like word for word yeah so i don't know i always kind of like i mm-hmm. hated doing it the same way mm-hmm. like so mostly like i went to tannin's magic camp Okay. And so, so I want to hear a little bit about that. Please finish this. Yeah. But I've, I've always, like, I didn't get into magic until I was much later. So I was, like, too old to go to Tannin. So yeah. I keep hearing about it. And I, I want to actually find out about it from someone who's been there. It's, but finish your thought. It's amazing. Anyways, so I started, like, at the end of fifth grade, I mm-hmm. went there. But and before that, it was just YouTube. And so Tannin's Magic Camp, like, I think the reason why some kids are, like, learning things much faster is because they went there. Like, mm-hmm. literally, like, I just, like, shot like I learned so much from there I learned how to use books I learned um just a whole bunch of new methods and like literally the first year I was like in a beginner class mm-hmm. and the next year I was in advanced like wow. I skipped intermediate and I was I mean I was surprised at that too I didn't think I did but so but you've def- got skills <laughs> like I mean we, we were out hanging out yesterday with uh Amber and and Ryan mm-hmm. and like I mean they were even remarking on on that you were like doing cool <laughs> stuff so it was when you, when people watch the demo for "Come and Get Me," like yeah. all, all these reactions are real. Like we're not we're, <laughs> yeah. we're not faking it. Like you were like blowing some minds yesterday. Yeah. And even Thank like you. even our P three staff was just like, "Did she just do that?" Like. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Um. So tell me about Tannins. Like, so what what's the experience like at Tannins? Uh, again, I've never been to a magic convention. It's pretty much like that. So like. And again, a little like Hogwarts. So yeah. when you first go, uh, you get your dorm and you have one other roommate with you. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so like, it's not like you're in like a whole bunk. You just have mm-hmm. one room since it's at Bryn Mawr College. Mm-hmm. Anyways. And then you go and you get sorted. Like literally like, so <laughs> it's, literally it's literally Hogwarts. Hogwarts. That's hysterical. And especially since it's at Bryn Mawr College, like it's all Gothic castles, like yeah. literally Hogwarts. So, so what do you get sorted into? Uh, before you go, you decide if you want to be close up or, um, stage Mm -hmm. or there's also parlor sometimes if there's enough kids. Mm -hmm. Anyways, so this year I'm going to be doing stage, but for the past years I've chosen close up. Mm -hmm. So you go and you get sorted and they'll be like, oh, uh, what's your double lift like? Mm -hmm. Or like, can you show me a control? Can you show me a color change? Mm -hmm. And you do that and then they'll be like, okay, we think you're like advanced. We think Mm -hmm. you're intermediate or beginner. Like. Again. Oh, so it's like a little audition. Yeah. And then they tell you from there, like, which class <laughs> and you're going to be And, in. like, if you're unhappy, I mean, you could talk to them and, like, yeah. change it. Or, again, my first year, like, again, my double lift was terrible. It's literally, like, you, like, riffle and, like, you take your whole hand over it and flip it over. So when yeah. they asked, I did that, and they clearly, they're like, okay, you're a beginner. Yeah. You know? Um, 
You're then, not now. I mean, like last night you were like, let's talk second deals. And I was like not expecting you to, <laughs> to be like, yo, do you want to do a push off? Or like, that was, that was yeah. trippy. So, <laughs> Thanks. You know. um, so do you mostly focus on cards? Uh, like not just yeah. Titanas, but like in general. In general. Okay. So like, I feel like a lot now everyone's obsessed with cards. Mm-hmm. So then naturally, like, I'm always with cards, and especially it's very easy to take out. It's very easy to learn yeah. a slight from it. You can do so much different things with a deck of cards. I could mm-hmm. do, like, a whole performance with it. Mm-hmm. I try not to just because I always feel like when you go out and you're like, I'll show you a card trick, you yeah. know? And, like, and then even sometimes I'll just do it and I'll show good card magic. They're like, oh, so you do cards. I'm like, no, no I do. do magic. Yeah. Like, that's why, like, with the gum thing, like, I feel like I want to do, like, if you just thought... Okay, I can do magic. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be playing with a deck of cards. I'd be making gum appear for myself. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Um, so, so the how long have you been working on the gum trick? I've been, I've been working on it. Uh, again, like I mean, I don't know if we're saying dates here, but like yeah. in September yeah. around, that's when I created it. And okay, so that was like about nine months ago. Nine or so. months ago, yeah. I didn't work on it a lot to make it a lot better for this. It was mostly just. How it was, and then over time, like when you make it, you find little tips and mm-hmm. little things that just like make it better. Mm-hmm. So, again, the main like idea of the gimmick mm-hmm. was made in September, and then ways to just make it like stronger, work better, mm-hmm. uh, look better. That just came along a long way. You're very, you're very detail oriented on like everything. As we went through the tutorials, yeah. you were kind of like, oh, you got to clean it up here, you got to trim here. Like this is fine because this is going to be covered. That's that's really important. Are you, are you as detail oriented in the rest of your magic as well? Uh, you try to be anyway. I try, I try, mm-hmm. and especially like, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't call myself an organized person. Like, I'm mm-hmm. definitely, I'm not like a type A person. I'm a type yeah. B person. Like, I'm. If you see my room, it's literally a mess. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. No, even from making gimmicks, it, I don't even clean up. It's terrible. So but- when, when did you, st- how far along were you in Magic before you started making gimmicks? Sorry to interrupt, but this week the show is brought to you by Daniel Chard's Delete. Nick Lacapo stopped in the studio to discuss this diabolical digital download. Nick, uh, we have a trick coming out that uh, you and I filmed with Daniel Chard mm-hmm. that is so good. I love Daniel Chard, man. Oh, man, it, he's his his act is amazing. Oh, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. One of the one of the best ones we put out last year. But uh, I think we actually removed this trick from his act because he taught like nine thousand things <laughs> in his Penguin Live act. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, We're like, hey, let's not do this one. <laughs> this is delete. Yes, delete yeah. is awesome. Yeah, uh, in this trick. Uh, aces individually one at a time vanish and then he reproduces them I thought this was just pure sleight of hand when I first saw it he's capable of doing something like <laughs> yes. this with sleight of hand dude's yes. got chops but it's not uh, there's, a, there's actually something special going on here making it really easy to do and it uses a gimmick that everybody listening to this has yeah. like you, you're, you're not going to buy it and then like wait for this to come in the mail you're going to start doing it immediately so you got you got to go watch the demo for sure, to see what this looks like. Yeah. But it is super easy and, man, super visual. And I got to say, like, the, the information that he teaches, it's super, it's jam-packed with stuff. Because, like, like, a lot of times with these downloads, you get it and it's like 10 minutes, 15 minutes, you know, and we try and pack as much value in as we can. But I, I remember, because I'm the one who edited the tutorial on this, and it, it was, like, clocking in around, like, 35 minutes or something like that. And it's just, he teaches so many things so well. Yeah, he's... Uh... He's just one of the best card handlers I've met in the last five years. Yeah. So, you know, and he, 
he loves loves card magic and you can tell when you watch him teach and perform stuff like this but this is an awesome thing to know how to do because uh you know it's super good um i've added it to like the standard stuff that i'm like carrying around because it's it's just plain fun to do yeah yeah so check that out uh delete daniel chard that was delete available at penguinmagic.com now, back to the rest of my conversation with Amanda Nepo. How far along were you in magic before you started making gimmicks? Because He's I've been wise. doing magic for 20 years now, and I very often do not construct my own gimmicks. Like, that's really intimidating to me. Yeah. Uh, so, but you just sort of picked it up and started doing that? Uh, yeah, again, like, last summer, mm-hmm. uh, I saw, like, a Lloyd Barnes video, the one where, like, you make the hole disappear. Oh, yeah, Acme Hole. Acme yeah. Hole, that's what it's called, yeah. Anyways, and I was like, that's cool, I want to mm-hmm. do that. So I bought it, and then you introduced, like, the gimmicks and where mm-hmm. you did a slide, and I was like, I remember seeing stuff with, like, flaps, but I never knew how to make it. So mm-hmm. then, same as before, like, when you were younger and you searched up on YouTube, mm-hmm. I searched up on YouTube how to make a flap, and... And I was like, that's cool. And yeah. especially since um, over the summer last year, I did a challenge on Instagram where I'd post a video every day. Okay. Um, I bet your magic dramatically improved on that. Yeah. That's a, that's a pretty <laughs> serious challenge, like putting a new trick on Instagram every day. Yeah. Most of them were not that good just because <laughs> I had to put one out every day. Anyways, and so yeah. since learning flaps, I was like, that's great for Instagram. Because yeah. at first I'd just show a trick that I'd show like in person, but now like Instagram magic is different from magic mm-hmm. you'd show. So I wanted to make a flap card, so I bought um, the elastic, elastic thread. Mm-hmm. I made a flap card, and I put it on Instagram, and it went great, and it yeah. looked awesome, and I was like, that's cool. So like, how many of your friends are like doing magic as well, Like, a- apart from the friends you make at Tannins, because obviously they're all magicians there. Yeah. But like in your day-to-day life, like do you have a lot of like magician friends or are you communicating with a lot of like other young uh, magicians online? Uh, again, I meet a lot of them or almost all of them at Magic Camp or yeah. at Tannins. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I just like run into someone who does magic, mm-hmm. but every once in a while I might or like I usually find them in magic scenarios. So mm-hmm. recently um, I was invited to perform at this uh, – show in Coney Island. It was a small one, like 50 people or something. Yeah. And so I was a guest and there was another kid who was a guest. Uh, he was much younger. He was like 11 or something. Anyway, so mm-hmm. that's how I met him. Yeah. But So now you guys like jam on magic? Sometimes. sometimes? Again. Yeah. <laughs> he lives in Florida. So oh, okay. So we were like far away, but yeah. I was trying, he, he, um, he was considering magic mm-hmm. camp and I was like, yes, magic camp. Yeah. Magic camp's amazing. No, that's a ringing <laughs> endorsement for Magic Camp is, is definitely yeah. what I'm hearing. Yeah. So, um, so what what do you look for in a trick these days? Like when you trick. when you're looking to add like a new trick to yourself, because you're you know you're starting to perform for audiences, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and it, more than just like sort of casual magic, like with your friends or like on the street yeah. or something like that. Like you're starting to do shows, and when you when you're looking for a new trick, are you just mm-hmm. sort of like checking out what's new online and then or like looking on YouTube mm-hmm. or Instagram and then going there? Or do you, like, set out to find a new trick? Uh, usually, like, again, especially this year, I've tried to start creating more magic. Yeah. So usually I'll have an idea mm-hmm. for an act, and I'll start working on that. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I think Chris Ramsey said this in one of his videos, don't yeah. base your trick on the gimmick, base the trick. Or, like, base the gimmick on mm-hmm. the Tricks. Based the gimmick on the trick. Yeah, yeah. sort of like, like what you want like, the, yeah, the end get, trick to look like. like. Yeah, so like now I'm sort of doing that, which 
it's it's harder because I don't know what it what's yeah. out there. So like uh, recently, actually for the Tannins Magic Camp competition, I had an idea. Like one time, I was like with my friend with uh, my sisters, and we were playing Clue. Mm-hmm. So I'd always in the beginning like to choose the person. I'd be like, oh, pick a card. Like it's yeah. a magic trick. And I was like, wait a second, that actually be a pretty cool trick doing yeah. like that. So now I was trying to work on that, and so have it be a whole prediction thing. Um, from Ryan, I learned some new ways to do mentalism and find that, and so then I based it on games, mm-hmm. and then that sort of leads me to learning new magic. So mm-hmm. I might, so I it's cool. So you're like very there. focused on creating now. You're not yeah. like you're not like checking out like the hot new tricks that no. are coming out that everyone else is doing. You're <laughs> yeah. like you're trying to like build your own stuff and like make it your own. Also, I mean, yeah. I've I've always just been like careful with my money. I never bought magic because like that's also not like since i started with youtube Mm -hmm. it'd always be like how to not buy stuff and make it on your own usually they'd be really crappy but Mm -hmm. that's how like like i grew up with like the diy sort of thing so i never bought magic it'd always be like something you learn Mm -hmm. and i never really liked buying it because then if i never used it or yeah, well, you started creating, and now, look, you're here, exactly. like, releasing a trick with Penguin. Exactly, and, like, I remember when I first created the gum trick, I was like, this looks exactly like something you'd buy. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, I, and now I don't, I get it for free. That's a, so. that's a, it's got to be, a, like, a huge sense of, like, like, self-satisfaction when you, yeah. like, when the trick, like, looks great. And, like, Definitely. you, like, from the moment you created it, like, in your head to, like, the moment you finish construction, because it looks really good. <laughs> yeah. 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 No, a lot of times, usually, like, the best magic I create is mm-hmm. usually something that's an idea that I haven't done for a long time, but it's mm-hmm. stuck there. So it's, like, sometimes you'll have an idea, and it never comes back, but I might write it down. Mm-hmm. But then, like, for the gum trick, that was something I was, like, I want to make gum appear. And that just mm-hmm. kept coming back and back and back. And so then, like, when I learned how to make flaps, and I was just, like, why don't I make the gum thing just for fun? Yeah. And it, and it really worked out well. Yeah, definitely. And the, and the gum thing mm-hmm. is interesting because there's a lot of different principles at work when you look at it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if that was intentional or not, yeah. but there's a <laughs> there's a lot going on inside that trick that is all like, it's it doesn't just look good. Like, it looks good for a reason. You're sort of like mixing methods and mixing construction techniques to really make this thing pop. Yeah, and I think one of the things is that like, if you were creating as a kid, you don't really, you haven't, I haven't seen all the magics. I don't buy oh, a yeah, lot of like, magic tricks. You haven't so, been ruined by the rest of magic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like, I kind of, like creating is much easier in that sense because I haven't seen everything. Mm. So making that and using those methods or whatever, yeah. it's much easier to create new methods than being like, hmm, I have to just use a flap. Yeah. That's all I know, you know? Yeah. So you, you said Tannins like taught you to use books as well are you finding that you're learning more from books these days or are you learning more from videos Uh, and again i'm asking because like i I grew up in a very different magic environment from you and and so like i'm curious as to where people your age are learning a lot of magic again i think most people do it from buying or actually Mm -hmm. just because now a lot of kids are able to meet magicians Mm -hmm. so like i learn a lot from you guys that's Mm -hmm. mostly where i learn new magic sort of so Mm Yeah, like, like even just because, like, when you're talking with a magician, like, it's already, like, your friends. Yeah. So, like, uh, I go to this SYM, Society of Young Magicians. Mm-hmm. They teach magic there every time. And then I see magic, mm-hmm. ballet. Um, he will, like, show me the gimmicks and how it works. Because, yeah. like, you have to buy it if you make it. Or, Ballet's like, a really cool guy. Yeah, he's, he's awesome. a very talented magician, too. But. Yeah. No, he's the one who told me to come here. Oh, really? Yeah, because one time... 
I like again. So I created the gum trick thing. Mm-hmm. And like, then the next day was SYM. Yeah. So I brought it in and I wanted to show it off to my friends. Yeah. And so they were like, how much is that? And I'm like, everyone thought it was a marketed effect. Well, yeah. They, yeah. Well, they knew I made it, but they were like, oh, I want to buy that. How much would you sell for that? And I'm like, oh, I wasn't planning on selling it. <laughs> and I was like, I have no idea this works. So I asked Magic because mm-hmm. he clearly knows about Magic products. Yeah. And he's like, go to Penguin Magic because like, they're always really nice. Oh, so cool. then I was like, Okay, and like I think like he even said like oh he'll um, talk mm. to you guys so that you guys see the trick and because since you guys get a lot of people who yeah for people who are listening to this who don't know like there's like ways on our website to like submit tricks to us because we're yeah. not inventing everything we're just like facilitating like people like you yeah you know sometimes we invent something but uh, but yeah you submit stuff and we all look at it and we bring a lot of people in to do a lot of different stuff yeah and definitely I wanted to come to you because. The way to make the gum gimmick, like you saw, it was like mm-hmm. very complicated. I'm like, I'm not going to make 50 of these for someone else. Yeah. Like that's going to be too hard. It's much easier to have a company like mm-hmm. somehow manufacture it like with a factory or something. But you're not just a good magician. You're also like an excellent businesswoman, it sounds like. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. Thank you so much for sitting down with me and uh, thanks for being on the podcast and thanks for all your great work this week uh, with the gum trick. You were You were a lot of fun to work with. Thank you. All right. Take care. That's going to do it for this week, kids. Thanks so much to Amanda Nepo for the conversation, and thanks to you for listening. Be sure to follow Amanda on Instagram at amandanepo.magic and check out the really great work she's doing there. I know one of the things we often discuss is what the future of magic is going to be like. As I go to more and more conventions and lecture at IBM rings and SAM assemblies, I'm meeting more and more young people interested in magic and engaging with our art in new and different ways than I ever would have. I enjoy teaching magic and passing on my knowledge to the next generation, but I also enjoy learning from them. My own student, Quinn, has challenged me with some very difficult questions that I never would have thought to ask at his age. Seeing Amanda's approach to creating magic that works great on camera, but also in a practical sense for real people, is inspiring, and some of her blending of classic methods with new materials and inventions is really cutting edge. I don't know where the future of magic is going, but seeing young magicians like Amanda learn and grow in our art tells me that magic is in pretty good hands. On the show next week, I'll be talking to a man who works in Spanish, English, and Mandarin, who you've seen on Penn & Teller Fool Us, Iñaki Zabaleta. Before I go, I just want to remind you about the Penguin Magic Top 20 countdown that myself and Nick LaCapa host live on Facebook every Sunday night at 9pm. We count down the top 20 tricks of the week, as well as answer questions from the viewers. As always, we're a weekly podcast, so be sure to like and subscribe, as well as share your favorite episodes on whatever social media platform the federal government is banning this week. If you wanted to reach out to me about anything on this week's podcast, you can travel back to the 1960s and slip a note to members of the Umbrella Academy, and then they can... You know what, sorry, no spoilers, not even for those of you who work for the commission. But if Netflix adaptations of indie comic books aren't your thing, you can always reach out to me on Instagram at Eric Tate. That's at E-R-I-K-T-A-I-T. From me and everyone else here at the P3 Magic Studios, practice, practice, wear a mask. <laughs>